Blog Talk Radio. Clardy, 
And I'm coming at you live from Las Vegas, Nevada, with good news or bad news if necessary. This is the place to be and to get heard right here on Lardy, Miss Clardy, and company on Blog Talk Radio. Call in at this call in number, 563 999 3023, to listen in or if you want to make a comment, press the prompt and press that option too if you can hear to do it, okay? The topic for today is about rooms with no doors or windows and what is it and how to get out. This is a mini series and I am on part one of five of the series to come, okay? And if you have not looked on the website to read the descriptions, do so at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Lardy Miss Clardy and look for rooms with no doors and windows and take a peek and call in at 563-999-3023. You can even download the episode if you were not here to attend and stay updated. Let's get to it. All right. Now, the subtopics in this episode of part one is the discussion on relationships, sex, vocabulary. Yeah. Okay. The way that people talk to you, the words that they use. Okay. And I will even use my own true story in this cover, okay, and cover the subject as well. So use your imagination and take the journey with me because you are not alone when facing how to escape rooms with no doors or windows. Essentially, what I am saying is how not to be a a victim if you can help it, okay? Some of you may be asking yourselves, what the hell is Lardy Miss Clardy talking about now on rooms with no doors or windows? What is she talking about? And I answer you back saying, it is good that you're asking questions and never to keep them to yourself. Always ask questions. That's right. Inquiry minds want to know what is rooms with no doors or windows. And I tell you, it's people that look around corners to victimize you, people that have nothing to offer you, and some that want to sponge off of your needs, your wants, and your desires, hopes, and dreams, whatever means more to you than life itself. They want to know, and when I say they, I'm talking about those that are considered rooms with no doors and windows. They want to know what is your weakness. And if you don't know and you are not aware of your weaknesses, they will hammer in on your weakness like a nail and put you in a hole with it. That's right. Hoping you will become addicted to it and become enslaved by them and what they will supply to continue to get their needs met in the same area you are 
needing your needs and weaknesses to be met, whatever it is, but it's in the same areas you are, are in, all right? You are in rooms with no doors or windows, and it would seem as though you can't get out. And then when you wake up and discover what really has happened to you, some people get out, and then there are some that are entrapped for life, and some even die in it. The question is that rooms with no doors or windows will ask you the questions they'll ask you. Mm. Just to talk about this kind of like, boy, it hits home. But the questions that the doors, the, the rooms with no doors and windows will ask you is, what is it that you want? What is it that you desire? And what is it that you need? And let me add this in while we are on the subject that no one is exempt from being victimized. I don't care how old you get. There will always be someone smarter than you and will find a way into your world. The only way you will overcome it, and it depends on how aware you are of your weaknesses, your needs, and your desires, and don't tell all you know of your needs. Look to see how they treat you when you tell them about your weaknesses. Yeah, look, look now. And so I had to do some research on it a little bit, find out that there's not a whole lot on how I am uh, using this this topic as rooms with no doors and windows and what it is and how to get out. But I did get a few little pearls here and there, and I even had to do a little reflection and introspection on what I want to give to you. You know what I mean? You know, I had to really do this thing. So let me... First, before I go into my reflections and introspections and stuff and, and give you the definition of that word, captive. Yeah, that's another word to use with rooms with no doors or windows. What it is, how to get out. So I went to dictionary.com. And it says it, it's got a noun about it, and it has an adjective about it, right? And the first word in captive as a noun, it says it's a prisoner. Oh, shoot. And then the second one says a, pris a person who is enslaved or dominated. Slave. Like, for instance, he is captive to his own fears. And then there is an adjective. Now, however this may, may, may meet your thought process on what I'm talking about, so be it. But in the adjective, it says, made or held prisoner, especially in war. And, you know, we have our, our wars 
between our wants and desires and needs and trying to keep other people from sponging off and doing stuff to you because you need it or you want it or you desire it. It's a shame that we got to go through that, but there is always hope. Remember that. And the other adjective says kept in confinement or restraint. You know, some people don't care about dogs, you know, and animals, so they put them in a cage and they put them in the basement, you know, and they only feed them, give them what they need and just to keep them alive, but they don't give them what they should have, which is not just only uh, shelter, but they need sunlight and whatever else that makes them feel whole as animals or we as people. Then the fifth one says, enslaved by love, beauty, captivated. God darn it. That's saying a whole lot right there. And this is what this conversation or discussion that I'm talking about, which, you know, I'm covering the main, you know, topics, subtopics of relationships, sex, and vocabulary. So let's, uh, you know, like I was telling you earlier, the rooms with no doors or windows is a person that comes with nothing to offer, sponging off of your needs, wants, and desires, etc. right? Now, I told you some things already. So let's look at relationships, sex, and how we communicate with our vocabulary with one another. And everybody wants a mate, a companion, partners, partners for money, business, love. They even want attention. And for whatever other reasons we want, need, and desire for, what price are you willing to pay for it? That's the question, too. Big question. They got what you need, they got what you want, and they got what you desire because they got the same need and desires and wants, too. But on some occasions, it'd be for negative reasons. But as I said before, there is hope. I'm going to use a time in my life where if I did not know or was not aware of my weaknesses and needs, I'd probably be still in the hole right now today. Uh, but I'm going to tell you this short, true story. So just listen carefully. All right. I was minding my own business for about five years, and I was on my new journey for a new life, and my coach gave me a text and told me that I know this guy that contacted her about me. Well, I was intrigued to know who it was. They tried, they, they, they got in contact with my coach. Who knows who my coach is? Who is this person? I'm saying to myself. So I was I was intrigued. You know, I'm curious. You know, sometimes they get me in trouble. So she gave me his number to contact him. Now, I'm not going to say his name, so I'm going to call him something, uh, something, I thought about a name Earl, but that's not something enough. So I'm going to call him Divine. <laughs> and the reason why I'm calling him that was because I did not 
see this dude coming. He was stealth in the clouds, y'all, descending into my life and landed by way of the phone call. Then we met. He brought me books to get to know of his mind and a blank book to write whatever I wanted to do. So I use it as a diary and write about him and I and other things, you know. And he even brought other little special stuff as what he called offerings. Not gifts, offerings. Divine asked me to ask him why he found me. I was so outdone by what lengths he went through to find me, I forgot. <laughs> My thoughts was, who does this? Who does shit like this? Who does stuff like this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have never seen this before. But I did ask because I was curious of how he found me and why. So he told me he seen me at a job he was employed at and spoke a poem to me. And it brought back a memory. I remembered him. Yes, I did, because nobody spoke a poem like he spoke, and it went over my head. It was so amazing <laughs> that I was dumbfounded of what the damn poem was about. It was so well done with us, these and thous, whatever you want to call it. It was over my head, okay? And so I just went on and gave him a business card. And I thought he would be great in lyric writing for a piece of music or, you know, to help with some book or something I might be thinking about doing. So I thought on that level and gave him the business card to get in contact with me. Well, let's just say he said it, it took about damn near four years. Let's put it like that. I never heard from him. I never heard back from him. But when he was telling me the story, he said he found me over the Internet after he was not able to contact me on the number that was on the card. And after looking at the small print on the business card and through one of my videos I did, he said to me, I was worth it. And that did it. I was sprung like a sprung chicken. I was outdone. I, I, I was like, oh, my God, God done came down from heaven because I'm still messed up that he found me here and, and, and found me through the coach. Who does that? All right, so let me go on. I'm getting excited just hearing about it. <laughs> so, after he said that he had found me on one of the videos and he said I was worth it and I was like all in awe and whatever, and he wanted to know what was my need, <clears throat> but I wouldn't tell him what my need was, but I told him what my weakness was. And what did I do that for? Because after that, I watched him hammer in on my weakness like 
a nail driving into wood. And I was hanging on to the words he told me that I was worth it. But he messed up. God darn it, he messed up. He had a plan for me, for him and I, and would not communicate with me, nor let me in on the plan. So I woke up. It made me feel uncertain, like I was, like, or like he was up to no good for me. I felt like I was in the dark somewhere alone, and I stopped the action after about three months. And I would not negotiate with him to continue on. And I had closed my eyes. <laughs> I didn't want to see nothing else. And I imagined I had a piece of chalk in my hand, and I drew a door somewhere on an imaginary wall, and I walked out and asked him to come through and come on with me. But the clincher was, that he couldn't. And I understood why he couldn't, because he was entrapped by his own needs and wants and desires. He tried a couple of times to knock on my door, but this time I had a big hole in it to see him coming, y'all. So he backed off eventually. My word was my name is no. My number is no. My sign is no. Mm, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. <laughs> so he did. He backed off eventually and went somewhere else. I felt kind of sorry for old Divine, but he wasn't the creator of positivity at that time in my life. I had to refuse and get out. Okay, I done told you about my true story. Now, I'm going to go on a break, and I'll be back. Listen to this cool music from Alexander O'Neill on You A Fake, and that's also something that will help in our travel about rooms with no doors or windows and what it is and how to get out. I'll be back with you in a bit, okay? Can I get some nasty face? Mm. Gonna be kinda right tonight. Fellas, we're gonna talk about a girl who's late, huh? Fellas, can I get you to put your hands together for that?
right, I am back, and you're listening to Lardy, Miss Clardy, and company on Blog Talk Radio, and I am your host for this evening, and again, we're talking about rooms with no doors or windows. What is it? How to get out? If you have a comment or want to share your story, you can call in at 563-999-3023, all right? And all I'm going to say is that at some point in time in our lives, we have faked a lot of stuff to get what we want, primary because we do not like to be refused. We don't like to be denied. We don't like the word no. So we do stuff that later gets found out. Some are real deal breakers, but my story was all of the subtopics involved, so I hope you got something out of it that will help you on your journey of how to avoid rooms with no doors or windows. All right, now we have a caller online, and if you would like to call in, you can press option two, and you can Have something to say if you want to. Again, I'm going to say that number again, 563-999-3023. And I have a caller, and I am going to say your area code and last four digits of your telephone number. If you have something that you want to comment on, on something I have said, or you have a comment on any part of this, uh, you are welcome to do so. That number is? Six one four, and the last digit of it is six two three seven. Caller, are you on the line? Okay, I am having a little bit of a a little delay here. You know, we're dealing with the the internet, so it's buffering or something here, but if you just hold on, um, we'll see about what we can do to, to stop that. All right, and while we're waiting for this buffering to stop, I'm going to just keep right on going. You just stay right there until we are able to get you online. Um, Again, my story was all of the subtopics involved in this, uh, in this, in part two, may I say, and um, and it was a part of my journey. Um, I had to learn. I did learn a great deal from that particular story. Uh, it's a real true story. I could have been had because my curiosity uh, did that to me. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, sometimes you have to stop being curious. <laughs> but not all the time. Curiosity comes in handy when it's necessary. And so and since I'm having a little bit of trouble here trying to get the callers, I'm actually clicking on all of the the numbers to see if they will come in, but they're buffering for some odd reason. But I'm hoping that 
<clears throat> you can hear what I am saying. But there are people that are out there. There are some people that are out there that are dry and need some watering. But I believe in telling the truth. <clears throat> if you want or have a need or a desire and not to put the lie on someone else and just come out and tell the person what you want or what you need. And if that person have it, they should be able to give it to you. <clears throat> but not everybody, like I said, have something to offer. <clears throat> Sometimes we have nothing to offer, but we need. And there's, there's not many people that have everything that a person need or want. So they go around and scavenger hunt in some ways to say what I'm saying. And sometimes they will lie to keep from being rejected. They'll put the lie on you and make you think that you are in need. And they come to supply a service for you. And that's got on the funny side. That's real funny, you know. <laughs> and who wants to lie to be put on them like they the one that's the only one in need? And you supplying the service. I'm not the only one in need. But I don't want to get used either. I don't think no one wants to get used in order for them to get their need met. And they pretend like they have the supply when they really don't. When they really ciphering off of what you got for their needs to be supplied. You know, because they are lacking in sex or lacking in love or lacking in whatever money, whatever it is that causes a person to do the things that they do. So I just want to say, please stop doing it. But we know that's not going to stop. That's just like talking about, you know, any other subject, Black Lives Matter and anybody else's lives matter. It's going to go on for here on in. But y'all get what I'm saying, right? So I did some more research, and I will read some of it to you, and then I'll read a poem at the end of this uh, segment. And I hope that I have brought some insight about rooms with no doors and windows in this segment so you can be aware of yourselves and, and, and the who's that may be lurking around you and listen to their words. Never tell your needs, but if you have strength in your weaknesses, tell them your weakness and see how they treat you, if you know what I'm saying. So we all want someone to trust, you know, and that sometimes is a lure in too, because we're, we're, we're wanting to trust people, but we don't all the time get what we want. And and it's not always good all the time, but we just need to forgive ourselves and then move on. But we know that hope can happen, but you have to be patient and be patient with yourself and not jump out. You know, uh, if it don't, if if they don't come with something, they gotta come with something. Let them come with something in your life. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, and and more than just books. And, you know, and little trinkets and stuff, you know, because after all, basic needs need to be met. 
for real, for real, when I speak about it. Basic needs need to be met, and people need those needs to be met. But we need to have had been through those basic needs and have some compassion that goes with the need where we can come with something and we're just not an empty mind, an empty shell inside of this body we lived in, we live in, an empty spirit that's that's that that is destitute and ultimately come become rooms with no doors and windows and and needing to use other people to to and lie and get what they need to help you know help themselves, which you know is sad that it's that way. But to move on, but to move on here, we have eHappy, just another WordPress.com site where there was a a person that put this out on WordPress.com saying that we are physically free but mentally enslaved. And it talks about what I'm talking to you about right now, and this is part of the research. So it says, mental slavery is new form of warfare, is strategic, it deceives us to be a part of something great, but it's actually nothing more than a war where the other party wants to conquer our mind and rot us in trickery that we would never realize what's really happening. Then it goes on to say, formal slavery is dead in most of the world, but since we are accustomed to slavery because of our region's history of slavery and what's, we choose to be mentally slaves to societal traditions, fashions, status, and trends. So we are accustomed to these ideals since we, since they are deeply rooted in our society that we refuse not to be attached from. And it goes on to say that we are mentally enslaved and we choose to be mentally enslaved because we get easily influenced by surroundings. And as Gandhi put it, And underneath that, it says freedom and slavery are mental states. And the person that wrote this said they second the thought because it's all about the way we think and how strong enough we are to keep intact our originality, our uniqueness in this world. We are born, our bodies adapt to environment, to the environment in order to survive, but we are doing Um, But what we are doing is we change our identity to be a part of society or to survive in this world. And basically, that's another part, too, because uh, we all are living off of one another. It's the how and why we are doing it, and we should ask questions. That's what I would say in this situation. And it is not someone who pushes us into the well of mental enslavement, but it's we who decide to be the slaves ourselves, not physically, but mentally. And then it goes on, this, 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 this article, it goes on to say, 
Once we go into mental slavery, we become robots. We are no different from others in the mental slavery program, and thus no brain activity, which is how our brains die eventually. We have no power of decision, no creativity in our task, and we are no different than others. It doesn't make us stand distinctly. It merges us in the crowd of mentally conquered people, people who are mentally dead. Now, that's where I will come in to add. Those are the rooms with no doors or windows that come with nothing to offer. And in the end, like this, like this person wrote that said, what James Allen's statement of New Zealand said, before complaining that you are a slave to another, be sure that you are not a slave to self. Look within. You will find there perchance slavish thoughts, slavish desires, and in our daily life and conduct, slavish habits. Conquer these. Cease to be a slave to self, and no man will have the power to enslave you. Now, with that to say, I will now give my poem, or whatever you may want to call it, but I'm putting it out there because it encouples everything that I talked about this evening, and I hope that it brings you some type of enlightenment, and I will be back with part two. So this poem that I wrote is called Nobody's Listening Anymore. Nobody's listening anymore to the small, still voice that sounds louder than the trumpet when you're all alone. Nobody's listening anymore because we too busy searching outside of ourselves for something similar to be told what we already know. We ask the primitive questions of why we have ears and a pair of lips. But like ships passing in the night, we missed it. But in a room with no doors or windows, bound up in captivity, we soon realize we have been silenced in a dark place. And when our inner voice comes alive, speaking loudly, rewriting what we've learned, mistakes that we've made, rewriting the present and our future, ah, a fresh start, a new adventure. But nobody's listening anymore. We've got to listen. It's good to read books of others who've listened to that small, still voice. Get yours. But we're so busy looking on the outside, too busy being stimulated by another source, till nobody's listening anymore. 
If you are being misunderstood, try Hushmouth Grace to communicate. It will compensate. And for those that are hard to hear and that stir up confusion in a peaceful place, breathe a prayer. Meditate. Use your alone time and vibrate. Synchronize and come alive. Set the stage and reciprocate. We are being misunderstood because we want to verbalize and intellectualize when actions speak louder than words. So you go deep within. Find a place, a piece somewhere along alone behind a courier door and listen to that small, still voice that sounds louder than a trumpet tell you what to do. No one has the answers because nobody's listening anymore but you. That is my thought for this evening. I hope that you like this part one, two rooms with no doors and windows, what it is and how to get out. And I'll be back with the second half or part two to this mini-series. And it will be held on March 12th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Download this episode if you wasn't able to hear it. Stay up to date. See you soon on Lardy, Miss Clardy, and company on Blog Talk Radio. Have a good evening and have some peace.